You are listening to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. I'm Jacob Lukowitz, multimedia editor at IT Ops Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about what IT leaders can expect from top cloud providers in this era of unprecedented AI growth. Joining me today is Gordon McKenna. He's the Global VP of Alliances at Ensano. Hi, Gordon. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for coming on. Yeah. Hi, Jacob. Uh, very uh, good to be on. Great. So to start off, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So uh, I look after our Microsoft, Google, and AWS relationships globally. So I have a, you know, spend a lot of time with those partners, kind of understanding their strategy, so I can bootstrap our cloud strategy to them. So obviously, been spending a lot of time learning about AGI and some of the other emerging technologies. So uh, obviously, got a got a lot of thoughts on them. So really good to be on talking about that. Really. Great. So can you tell our audience a little bit about what you're seeing uh, are some of the primary places that AI and the cloud intersect as of late? Yeah, so it, it's interesting. First of all, I mean, let's talk about Microsoft, really, as they uh, really shot the opening round in the AI war, shall we call mm-hmm. it? Um uh, yeah, I've got to. I've got to admit. So I've been. I've been alongside Microsoft for probably twenty years now, with the various partnerships that I've done. Probably the biggest shift I've seen them do previously was the shift from on-prem to cloud, and and that mm-hmm. shift to all in the cloud. Um, you know, yeah. that was a that was a pretty sharp shift from being the you know the company that provided you with your on-premise licenses to being the company that just wanted you to lean in with them to the cloud. Um, but but I'd, I'd say that transition to the cloud with them was quite a, uh, you know, happened over quite a period of time. But, you know, when they made their announcement that they were going all in on AI and in particularly open AI, um, I noticed a very, very sharp shift, probably the sharpest shift I've seen Microsoft do. And, and actually their whole business has just completely uh you know took a pivot if you like uh into agi and you know mm-hmm. I, I understand why you know i think um they have something with their investment in open ai which is pretty game changing you know i think and nobody's going to disagree with that and i think it's probably something which for the first time in the cloud wars uh, gives them a uh, you know a leader advantage, right? Definitely, mm-hmm. Google were kind of taken, you know, taken a bit aback. You know, not to say Google Google haven't got their response with Bard, but I don't think Google were planning on kind of launching it into the wild. And you know, Microsoft launched the announcement, and then the you know the integration of ChatGPT into Bing, and mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely some early mover advantage maybe there that caught caught the other two vendors off and uh you know what happened was you know google moved very quickly into making a public announcement about bard and i think the the initial public announcement wasn't a great one i think there was a bit of a demo failure on the first public announcement which probably hurt their share price mm-hmm. quite hard um yeah. but you know they've they've recircled and they've got it together and and you know bard seems to be you know, a worthy ad- adversary. And actually, today, I've literally just come from the AWS Summit in the UK, 
and probably 80 to 90 minutes of the keynote for AWS was talking about AGI, right? So uh, AWS very quickly have readied their response. And um, I think they seem to have gone for a more developer-friendly type response, which I'm not surprised at. They've always been Mm a a developer-friendly cloud company. But definitely they, they were announcing today about leaning in with more of the things that are in the market rather than, you know, Microsoft saying open AI is the way forward and Google saying BARD is the way forward. I think AWS have kind of moved a different way and said, hey, look, these are the best of breed partners we have for doing text to image and, you know, for uh, for doing summarization and we're going to lean in with these existing companies in market which is mm-hmm. an in- interesting uh difference you know uh, um, you know microsoft all in on open ai uh, google all in on bard and then you know uh aws coming in with a more kind of let's lean in with the stuff that's good in the market i see so is this what you're seeing is going to happen for the the future of the field kind of a consolidation of these ai tools around these big uh cloud providers yeah, absolutely. I would not be surprised to see AWS go on an acquisition spree now, right? This is just my synopsis. I would definitely see them, you know, a couple there's lots of startups in the AI space. There's lots of startups with their own foundational models, uh, you know, who are doing, as I mentioned, everything from, you know, writing blog posts to, uh, to you know creating images from from prompts right so mm-hmm. i think that uh i i wouldn't be surprised to see google buying a number of them and the reason being uh you know what are the what are the key um free things really that i think have been this tipping point in ai um and aws were talking about this today really it's um you know, first of all, the the proliferation of data, right? You know, we've, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. AI has been around for a while. So why is it all of a sudden in, in the forefront? Well, I think AI has been hard to do, right? It's it's needed a large collection of data. It's needed, uh, you know, uh, being able to kind of sort your data out if you want, clean your data up. And then it's needed data scientists to train models, and those models have taken a a lot of time and I've need a lot of compute capacity to be able to drive them, right? And I think that um, it's been hard. AI has been hard to do up until this point. Now we have these massive pre-trained, you know, uh, uh, large learning um, models, if you like, that are now in market where you can just go and pick up a, a set of pre, a pre-trained model and just kind of fine-tune that model uh rather than kind of having to build the model from the ground up right i think the other thing is, and and definitely aws talked about this today the availability of, of scalable compute capacity right i mean mm-hmm. the biggest thing that i i see microsoft uh providing to open ai is that incredible scalable compute capacity right and and i think you know we know that uh you know a query uh against chat gpt is an expensive query compared to just doing a a browser, you know, a search engine based query, right? Or a query against Bard is a more expensive in terms of compute query um, than a you know a, a Google search query. So 
you know, this right. requires um, investment, right? First of all, which mm-hmm. the hyperscalers have. It requires massive compute capacity, which the hyperscalers have hit a, a peak of, right? All, all of them. And then, you know, the the innovation, as I mentioned, into machine learning, these these large language models that we have now that um, uh, that are able to cut down the time, right? And and I think, you know, there's... Um, there's the 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 large language models and then the ability to be able to query these models using you know uh if you like easy text right being able to mm-hmm. query them in natural language right i mean that's the big thing and you know all these things have just come together at the same time and again i think you know microsoft uh, they've been all looming right it's not like open ai has just suddenly appeared it's been around for a while i just think you know, Microsoft kind of made the first move and pushed it out into the Lime Sky. And probably with ChatGPT came up with the first commercially available usage for this technology, right? And and hey, you know, I everybody I know uses ChatGPT. I use it in my, you know, to help help me in work. It's become a an essential tool. My wife uses it to help with her college work, right? She's kind mm-hmm. of you know, for doing research. Uh, you know, my son uses it to kind of, you know, put together, you know, blog posts, uh, you know, create content, that type of thing. So, you know, it's probably I've never seen anything move so quickly and become so much a part of our lives. And, and we're only at the we're only at the real beginning of it all. That's the the most exciting thing about it, really. Yeah, exciting on, on both fronts, seeing where it goes from from here. So are you seeing that? um has this, the storage space and the performance been sustainable thus far as all of these people have been jumping to use these AI models? Yeah, I think, um, you know, so far, so good. I, I haven't seen any limitations. I think uh, definitely, you know, I've heard some of the, you know, the free version of 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 ChatGPT, for example. I think in the very early days, I was you know, struggling at times getting on it. I don't think I, I see that now with the Bing version of GPT. It seems to have stabilized out a little bit. And maybe that's more, you know, Microsoft integrating their technology into their back end. Um, definitely, you know, uh, ha- having firsthand experience from doing uh, tours of some of Microsoft's data centers, I definitely understand that, you know, Microsoft are a, an expert in building data centers and can scale and build data centers quicker than anybody else I've ever seen. Mm. Um, you know, and I know AWS have that same capability and Google have that same capability, right? So um I I don't, you know, I suppose the, you know, are they going to hit a peak at some time? Maybe. I haven't seen that yet. Um and I think really more more on people's minds you know because because i'm talking to clients about this too more on people's minds are you know how do i put security around this right how do i govern this i think that's more of the concerns and i think that's more of the layer that is stopping people embracing this technology as much as they Mm -hmm. could um those, those concerns so very interesting again to see aws talk about today talk about uh, governance and security being a key factor. Uh, you know, uh, Microsoft talked about that uh, and Inspire security and governance being a key factor. 
Um, Google talk about it. I think definitely, you know, there's, I, I think there's a worry about data leaking, right? And I think there's been some high level data leakages in the press uh, where people have put stuff into chat GPT and it's ended up in the public domain. Mm. Uh, I think those are the big concerns on, on people's uh, minds. Um, do I expect to see people experimenting with LLMs on premise? Yes, I definitely expect that to happen. Um, but, you know, will people be able to build the compute capacity they need on-prem? It remains to be seen. I mean, there's an interesting uh, hosting provider angle there where, you know, uh, you know, my company, for example, has data centers, you know, where we run some private cloud, you know, uh, typically next to legacy systems like mainframe, you know, could I see a time where the service provider hosts data centers full of NVIDIA cards that support private large LLMs? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, that's mm. a, a proliferation of what we're going to see through this as well. I think, you know, it's very interesting now. I think, uh, you know, private cloud, public cloud are two worlds that, you know, I live in. Right. You know, and I'm a public cloud guy, so I always prescribe people move from private clouds. But we have a lot of clients still that run on private clouds, you know, either big, big, unwieldy workloads or, as I say, stuff that needs data gravity. Um, and, you know, will the private cloud of the future become a private LLM? Maybe, you know, that's just um, yeah. a possible thing that we may see happen. Right. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting point. Right. okay great well it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show i want to thank you again gordon for coming on no problem great to be on great and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform